everybody, and welcome to the Irish NFL Show. I'm Calarine, your host, and I have a wonderful esteemed guests tonight. Colin Cronin, you all know. Brian O'Leary, you all know. And tonight joining us is Christina Quigley. Hi, Christina. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Great. And uh, just a shout out before we get going to our uh, sponsors, uh, Cassidy Travel. Uh, and let me just make sure I get this right. So they've got the pre-registration details out for the 2023 season already, and you can get those in our podcast bios. And I know there's a fair amount of interest in that already. So if you are planning and go see the NFL next season, then do it, or even in the new year. Okay, well, uh, Christina, I, I mentioned you there. You're a Patriots fan, so we, we're swapping out one Patriots fan for another Patriots fan, but lots of different opinions perhaps lots of cool thoughts uh, so uh looking forward to hearing hearing your thoughts tonight as well okay well let's start with game one uh so we're previewing uh listen by the way i don't know what day it is i don't know what date it is i think it's the 28th of december i hope you all had wonderful christmases and i hope all the viewers and listeners did too uh i did um but maybe tell us some of your christmas uh christmas stories as we go uh, we'll kick off. We've got a lot to cover. So Thursday night football, uh, let's talk about the Cowboys and the Titans. So the Cowboys are on the road, but their playoff place is already secured. Um, so uh, let's have a word and a thought on that. Perhaps, as always, I start things off with Brian. So Brian, give me your thoughts on this matchup and what you think we can expect. It's a bit of a precarious game because no matter what the outcome of the game is, it doesn't really impact on either team. The Titans could lose this game essentially still have week 18 when they play the Jags to win that game and win the division similar scenario for the Jags as well this weekend it doesn't really matter what the result is it ultimately comes down to when they play each other and week 18 and we've discussed over the past few weeks the Cowboys and the fact that they're kind of locked into the fifth seed and they know they're going to play the NFC South uh, winner so it's going to be in a bit of a, a, a kind of a weird time with a weird pattern for the Cowboys who are so dominant on defence of late, they've been struggling against the Texans. Um, then they lost to the Jags, and even last weekend against a backup in Gardner Minshew with the Eagles. The Eagles put up a lot of points and a lot of yards on them, so they are kind of in flux at the moment. I think they might get a bit of rest by in this game. The Titans are struggling. They've lost five in a row. It's the first time they've lost five in a row since 2015. They're banged up with injuries. They've, they've used 82 players this season. They've used 27 players on defence over the course of the season. That's an NFL record. That just shows the amount of players they're swapping in and out. And Malik Willis is in a quarterback. He's a rookie. And the last four drives last week, he had three turnovers. So he's not setting the world afire either. I think the Cowboys will win this game. But it really doesn't matter in the in the grand scheme of things. You know, unless the Titans win and get on a bit, get a bit of momentum back before they play the Jags next week. But for a Thursday night game in the NFL, it, it really is kind of feels like a bit of a nothing game. And that's probably yeah. a bit disrespectful to both teams. But that's the reality of where we are at this time of the season. Fair enough. Christina, any other additional thoughts on that one? Where where do you see it headed? I agree with Brian, for sure. Uh, but I definitely think their defense is a little bit better than what Houston Texans has been able to produce this season. Um, I'm definitely saying, though, that the Dallas are going to win by three. I'm going to go with the same type of feeling as last week's Thursday night. You know, let's be honest, Amazon and Thursday night football hasn't really been great this season. Um, and I definitely think that trend will continue this week. Okay, so may, Amazon delivers in other ways, perhaps, but maybe not on the football front. Okay, Colin, what about you? Any ta- thoughts on this one? Uh, much the same, or any any interest in other takes on it? Uh, I think the the Cowboys players will probably just be delighted that they don't have to worry about the sun coming through the windows 
at uh, Jerry World uh, this weekend, CD Lamb had an awful uh, drop last week and Jerry didn't seem to care much. So I'm going to go that the Cowboys get the, the win and it all comes down to week 18 for the Titans. Yes, it does. Okay, well, that's Thursday covered off. Um, we're all, And honestly, I could, if you told me today was Thursday, I would have, I would have believed you. Uh, okay, we're going into the Sunday games. So uh, game two then, this is the Jags and the, at the Texans. And uh, there was a couple of references to them here. So Jags on a three-game win streak. Uh, they've got a actual shot of the playoffs here but then again I feel game for anyone that's a shot of the playoffs more or less this year because it's been done so badly um, but in any case uh, are they going to drop this one with the Titans game in mind or, or where do we think it's going to head to maybe uh, I'll, I'll go I'll go to you first Colm this time what, what's your take on it um, I, I think for for this game I mean the the interesting thing here is that sometimes Calais the um, teams have we've discussed this before a hoodoo a hex uh, whatever you want to to call it over other teams and that is certainly the case when it comes to the houston texans against the the jags they've beaten them the last nine times and this is a texans team who um despite you know really struggling this year over the last few weeks have put some impressive performances in that said this has been a season where the jags have looked to break those hexes and Trevor Lawrence it has ascended and the the Jags are playing really well I think this will be a, a tough divisional matchup um, but as long as the Jags focus on this and don't have one eye on that matchup that we mentioned with the Titans in week 18 I believe the Jags should be able to to get the the victory over the Texans okay Trevor Lawrence has ascended, Christina. He's 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 all that flowing locks. There's all the Jesus comparisons there. I'm spotting. Uh, what what's your take on it? I have to agree with Cullum. You know, he came out of Clemson. Everyone was saying he was a generational QB. We all questioned him the whole way through the season. We haven't really seen anything. In the last two weeks, we've seen Trevor Lawrence really step up to the plate and be able to do it. The one thing about it is. They all admit it. Lawrence came out and said it during the press conference just last week. Their passing game needs a lot of work. Their whole O-line needs a lot of work. It's a young team. They're all coming together. But it's interesting to see how this team is going to develop into next year. Jags definitely will take this win in the matchup for sure if they continue with Trevor Lawrence, his confidence, and that team just pulling together. Nice one. Okay, yes. And as I've said before, my, my parents-in-law are Clemson supporters through and through. So I, he's one of the few ones I'd heard of before the NFL. Good stuff. All right. And Brian, your take on Trevor Lawrence, the saviour and all the rest of it that comes with this game. I, I have to reflect on this game because it, it, it reminds me so much of last year. Last year, week one, they played each year and later it's that that weekend we did a show at the Aviv in which Colin went off on a, a rant about the Texans. Things haven't got any better for them. Here they are. Well, here we are, a year and a half later, and it looks like they're the number one pick in the draft again come April. Um, I agree with everybody. Look, at the Jags should really win this game unless they, you know, take the foot take the foot off the gas and and do look ahead to next weekend. Next week's game. Sorry, Travis Etienne, the the running back, is on a thousand yards exactly rushing. Around. Imagine he'll have a big game against a team giving up an average of one hundred sixty eight yards per per game on the on the ground to to running backs. So, for me, I'm with the guys. I think the Jags will. Well, he is to a victory here and put themselves and continue to build the momentum at the next week's game. And it, the offensive line does, does concern me. Cam Robinson, left tackle, is out for the season. That could ultimately could come back to cost them next week, potentially, or in the playoffs. But 
for this game, they should have more than enough to cover the game and win this game comfortably. Yeah, they're picking up, picking up at the right time anyway, that's for sure. All right, the next one is what I'm actually now genuinely excited about. So, Christina, one thing you should know is I'm a Panthers fan and uh, I was watching the start of the season and I was like, ah, sod this, like the Panthers are rubbish again. And then they suddenly are in with a shout of the playoffs and they're really in with the shout now because it's, it, it's kind of a bit of a oh, six-pointer, as they say in soccer, like this Panthers-Bucks clash. And uh, I guess a Bucks win wraps up the division, if I'm right. And if the Panthers win, they'll they leapfrog the books here. So uh, there's a lot to play for. I'm obviously tipping the Panthers to win. Uh, there'll be sort of the extra joy of seeing Tom Brady lose. Um, but anyway, uh, what, uh, let's go to you first, Christine, actually. What's your take on it? So I'm going to side with you on this one. Panthers yes. will win. I'm saying... By Welcome back points. on the podcast anytime. <laughs> I'm actually saying by three points and they'll definitely cover the spread. Look, at Tom Brady just hasn't had a good season. I'm a huge TV12 fan. Pats fan, of course, I'm always going to be there. But he just has not been able to stop and control that O-line the whole season. No one is working with him. And it just seems to be a case right now that the books are in this, I'm going to call it kind of a, an area where it's just very, very grey. They're just not sure how they're supposed to pull together as a team. I'm smiling. I'm loving it. He will never have another Super Bowl waiting for a long time. But yeah. there will. And I think what's really interesting is, you know, Right now, the Panthers are controlling their own destiny in the NFC South. If they do this and they do it well, they will go forward. If they don't, then, you know, Steelers fans are not going to be happy either <laughs> when it comes to the end of this week. And trust me, I live with one. I don't need that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But the defense is a real big concern for the Panthers as well. That is something that, you know, Brady may be able to tap into along with that line. But... I think this week the Panthers will pull it together. It'll be three points. Ooh. All right. Brian, what's your take? Christina said the right answer. She said the right answer. And what's worrying me is I think my answer is going to be the same. And when we all start <laughs> betting against Tom Brady, ultimately we know what happens. Uh, look, she made a very valid point about the Panthers' defense. JC Orn, a starting new cornerback, also got injured last weekend. And right now his status on the game is questionable. So. If he doesn't play, it would be a big loss. Spare them win. Like they still got players that can do damage. Evans and Goblin. But last night, me and Gollum discussed this Bucks team. You know, last week, Monday, we felt they put down a marker to go in and win a Monday night game convincingly against the teams with their third starter, third starting quarterback. And it didn't materialise. It took late in the game to rebound. They were 16-6 down. They managed to get the win in overtime. And it just doesn't fill me with confidence. You look at the team and you look at the team two years ago when they were winning the Super Bowl, they were so effective. In their own game, they're averaging 77 yards per game. Going against the Panthers team, on the ground, they're averaging 131 yards. They put up 320 yards total against the Lions defence, albeit a Lions defence that's been up and down all season. But I struggle to see how the... The only way I think the Bucks win this game is if Brady comes out and has one of those games that we're just not yeah. used to seeing this season and it's the Brady of older. He does a bit of magic because... Ryan I hate up. that. And then, <laughs> you know what? I think Colin might pick the Bucks who knows... I'm going to side oh. with the Panthers. I'm going to side with the Panthers. I think they're going to, they're going to make it very interesting. Good man, Brian. They beat them earlier in the season. They were quite dominant in that game. I know this game is on the road, but it doesn't seem like the kind of stage that you go into and have the fear of life. I think the Panthers get the win on the road. This is making me nervous. All these people back in the Panthers. Okay, Colin, don't don't ruin our friendship. But tell me what you're going to what you who you're going to pick in this one. Callie, you'll be familiar with Werner Herzog's oh. monologue about. 
the the jungle and the, the viciousness of life in the jungle and the unfairness of life in the jungle. And really, he's talking about modern life um, and and the ills of capitalist society and the inevitability of death. And um, the other inevitability in life is Tom Brady gets what Tom Brady wants. He has been terrible this season. The Bucks have been terrible this season. He has somehow ended up in the worst division in football and things just go his way. Um, he shouldn't have been able to win the other night and yet he managed it. There have been plenty of other games this year where the Bucks have looked dead and buried only for Brady to pull it out. Uh, did it against the, the Saints uh, a few weeks back. Um, and I just think when it comes to crunch time, I cannot back against Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong. I'd be delighted to see Steve Wilkes get his sixth victory of the season and lead the Panthers um, to the playoffs. I think it would be an incredible story on his uh, third QB with the best player traded away. But I cannot bet um, against Thomas Edward Brady. Okay. I do have to give you massive props, though. If you're going to do that to call out Werner Herzog, Christine and Brian, you should know he's probably my favourite director and rather obscure. I'm also slightly crazy with his predictions about the world. Now, that's a film I'd like to see, a Werner Herzog film about Tom Brady. I think we'd probably get something new there. Uh, Brady looks into the abyss. Okay, so Colts at the Giants is what we're going to talk about next. So uh, if the Giants win, Brian, they're going to get their spot in the offseason. Isn't that right? Uh, what's, what's your take on this one as a, as, a, as a Giants fan? The level of excitement in this household to speak is, is tenfold. For, oh. Potentially first playoff appearance since 2016. And even if they get knocked out in the playoffs in the first round, there'll be no Giants fan that will be disappointed after the season in which we've seen and the, the difficult years in which we've gone through. I mean, Colin called this a trap game for me last night off, off camera because we were discussing the game and I'm looking at the reason why we shouldn't win. I just can't find one because the Colts team have been so bad this season. They've only had four wins. They're on the third quarterback with Nick Foles and I have this narrative and Giants fans do around Nick Foles. He's a former Eagle. He'll come back to haunt us. Then I watched him on Monday night against the Chargers and I seen nothing but abysmal play and I seen a, a, a uh, front seven of the Chargers that got to him time and time again and I would be very confident that the Giants front seven will be able to do the same. It's at home. And the Giants offense played very well last weekend in, in Minnesota in difficult circumstances. And have kind of come on again, bearing in mind how difficult it was a few weeks ago when they got beaten by the Eagles. I think this is Giants' time to right a few wrongs over the course of the last few years and finally get their place in the playoffs. I think Saquon Berkeley will have a huge game. And I just don't see the Colts being able to deliver to Giants and put up the same amount of points as... Jones and Berkeley and I think the Giants will get it right Sunday and, and it, what I one thing would say this season as well with the new head coach people are concerned they'll be looking ahead to next week's game potentially if they weren't to win this I think you'll have this team super focused and ready for this game on Sunday Giants win Giants to win says Brian are those rose coloured glasses there Christina what's your take on it I love the way Brian's mentioned everything I had in my notes so yeah. I, I, even down to abysmal, which is like, Brian, what are you doing being in my head? Look, I really can't see past the Giants. Nick Spold has just been shocking. I'm not using the word abysmal now. Shocking. Last week, three INTs sacked seven times. Seven times. You know, it's like one of those things. It's just no. I really can't see it happening at all. And I can't see the Colts doing anthem next year as well, unless there's a huge miracle for them. 
with Giants for the win. Brian, see, I'm nice. fighting with you for once. Nice. Okay, so going for the Giants column. Are we going to jinx it here? Are you going to pick the Giants as well? Uh, I'm going to say Brian uh, mentioned um, he, no Giants fan would be disappointed even if they didn't make the playoffs. I'm not sure we'll hear a bigger lie told. We're at, we're at the towards the end of 2022, and Brian O'Leary has come up with the biggest whopper of the entirety. Of no, I said if the, if the news in the playoffs column. I said uh, oh, four. there. Okay. Well, this game should have a fan cam just on Brian O'Leary. I can only imagine what he will be like watching this. Uh, remember that um, that movie where they followed Zidane around the pitch for 90 minutes? Uh, I think it, you, you put a fan cam on Brian O'Leary for three hours and watch what it goes down. Can we make that happen, Brian? <laughs> I, I will be actually in a, in a pub on Sunday night for the game as well. Mate. Even better, get, get a camera in there, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But the city centre, here I go. <laughs> we, we, could, we could definitely, uh, Tommy Gorman, come out of retirement. Uh, we have a special assignment for you. Um, uh, for for me, look, it, it, the Giants should win this. And um, I think uh, the, the, the Coles, you know, for them, um, the Jeff Saturday experiment hasn't worked. They cannot wait for the season to end. Right, fair enough. Okay, uh, uh, we'll move on to another game. And actually, after this game, we might go to a few comments. So keep the comments coming in. Uh, tell us your thoughts on the, the game so far, the other ones coming up, and uh, your thoughts on Werner Herzog, if you have them. That would be important too, I'd imagine. Okay, so we're going to go to Saints at the Eagles. So the Eagles still need this one for the number one seed and uh, and the, the division crown. And, of course, the Saints are hoping to stay alive and, and really rely on the right result for them in Tampa at the same time. So... There's a fair bit. There's a fair bit in the mix on this one. So Saints Eagles, maybe uh, Christina, can I go to you first and get get your thoughts on it, so that Brian doesn't steal all your talking points. Thanks, you're so good. I think what's really interesting is the poor Saints are just after coming up a back to back two win streak, and <laughs> they're coming up against the Eagles. So it's almost one of these things where you're kind of going along and you're super super happy, and then all of a sudden you get a dark cloud over you, and your white jeans are destroyed, and that's exactly what's going to happen this week. I cannot see past the Eagles. The Eagles are only after having their second loss of the season. I, I just have to side with the Eagles. There's no way we can do it. There's a slim chance, but it's going to be the Eagles. Okay, straight to the point. It's got to be the Eagles. In fairness, the Eagles are pretty, pretty, pretty impressive this year. Okay, Colm, what's your take on the Saints-Eagles game? I, I've been um, very high on the Eagles all year. Um, but I have real concerns. They lost Lane Johnson from their O-line. I think that's an enormous concern. He should be back for the playoffs. He's putting off having surgery, but he is a key piece, perhaps the key piece on the line for them. And that is so essential. The line is so essential to what they do. Um, Hertz is is brilliant and he is so he's really important and obviously probably you know, in, in terms of the entire team, the most important piece. But Lane Johnson is not far behind. Um, with the Eagles, part of what makes them so difficult to defend against is you don't know what they're going to do. They, are they going to run the ball? Are they going to his passing play? Is Hurts going to take off? And Johnson is the guy who controls the, the line for them. I think he is an enormous loss. And if the Saints were in a position where they had a franchise QB, I think they could take advantage of it because I, I do think the Eagles are wounded and we don't know if Hurts will play. But I just don't have the, the faith in um, Andy Dalton. 
And I think that the Eagles' defense will be strong enough to just see them through this one. Um, but they cannot get to the, the playoffs and get Lane Johnson back quick enough. Fair enough. Brian, your take on it then? Uh, Jalen Horst didn't practice today. That's a, a worrying sign. That um, then, Well, when I say worrying sign, the likely was he won't play this week. But fairness to Cardinal Minchin, he is arguably one of the better uh, backups of the league. He stepped in last week, had a very strong game. But actually, this, for me, this game is around this Saints offense against the Eagles defense. Eagles defense in particular at home have been so dominant this season. I'm not getting carried away by the Saints' two victories. They were against the Falcons and then last week in, in a snowstorm in, uh, in Cleveland. Um, yeah, they can still find their way into the playoffs, but it's pretty slim chances. And I was looking at the numbers, and I mean, Dalton's been sacked five times in the last four games. God, against one of the strongest run setters in the league in Philadelphia. I only say it one way. I think the Eagles get over, get it done, number one seed, and they can rest up and then obviously focus on getting players back for the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I think this would be one of the biggest shocks of the season to the Saints where to win and win this game. Okay, so Eagles again. All right, uh, Brian, will we will we go for some comments? Do we have any floating in, or do we want to keep moving? You let me know. Uh, yeah, no, Owen, Owen Healy um, has just put in a comment here. We were reflecting on, he, he added contend as rather than uh, concede. But uh, he, yeah, and he's back to the point that we have seen him made around the fact that the Colts struggled last weekend so so much against the front seven of the Chargers. And we see it's a similar type of pattern emerging on Sunday in the game of MetLife. And then uh, Fred is in, as always, with Let's Go Boys, as referring to the Cowboys, having had that big win against the Eagles last weekend. But uh, that's all That's all for the time being. That's all for the time being. All right, keep them coming in, folks, and we'll, uh, we'll get back to you a little bit later in the show. Okay, so we have next coming up is the Browns at the Commanders. So um, there's a bit, to, a bit to unpack here. I mean, Carson Wentz is going to be starting as a QB for the Commanders. Um, and we have a run on the NFC East here. The Commanders are actually in the in the hunt here. Um, so let's hear your thoughts. Maybe will we start with you, Colin, this time? Would you give us your thoughts on the Browns and the Commanders? Yeah, Kala, the um, Commanders head coach, uh, Ron Rivera, former Panthers yes. head coach. So you'll know him. Um, no, Miles. He earned that that moke here um, because of uh, a discussion he had with John Madden um, once a, once upon a time, many moons ago. And um, Madden uh, said um, he met him when he was a kid and Madden said, just go for it. He told him he wanted to be an NFL player. And Ron Rivera took that to heart as the Panthers head coach. And he um, went for it on uh, every fourth and one. Uh, in the uh, last uh, 12 games of the, the season, they ended up winning nine of those. Now, we haven't seen uh, Riverboat Ron uh, take chances that, uh, as frequently, uh, I would say, as the commander's head coach. But I think bringing Wentz back is an enormous roll of the dice. With the playoffs on the line, uh, with a new owner um, in, you know, going to, to buy it at some point, um, you know, this is kind of uh, putting all your chips in. If it works out, fantastic. If it doesn't, um, Riverboat Ron uh, might be thrown overboard. I am going to say that it will work out because I just think that for the Browns, there's nothing to play for uh, now. You know, they uh, Jacoby Brissett had kept them in the hunt. Um, but um, Deshaun Watson, um, alongside being a, a terrible person, looks like a, a guy who hasn't played quarterback for two years. 
And um, I, I think the the Browns are just on to, to next year. Um, nothing has gone their way. And the the commanders really still have something to play for. They play hard for uh, Ron Rivera, and I think that they will get the victory in this game. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera, I have to say. I like the old riverboat. Um, Christina, what about you? Uh, do you think Riverboat Ron's going to roll the dice and come up trumps here? You know what? For these ones where I'm kind of on the fence, Cleveland is in a danger zone, as Colin just said. They've got nothing to play for. So is that something where they just go all out, hell for leather, and say, we're just going to do it this season. Let's go out in a high. At least one game win. Um, but what's interesting is since Deshaun Watson has come back, they've actually been averaging a 15 point in each game. Uh, which didn't happen before he came back. And you're right, he hasn't played football in a very, very long time, Cullen. And, you know, he's got a whole season ahead of him, an off-season to prepare for next year. Um, I just think it's going to be one of those matches where the commanders will do it, for sure. But I think Cleveland will put up a fight. Okay. And indeed, Deshaun Watson is a terrible person. I should have plus one that comment earlier on. Um, Okay, and what about you, Brian? What's your take on on this Commanders-Browns game? No, I'm with the guys, and I think the Cardinals will, will win this game. I was I was looking again, similar uh, type of information in terms of what Christina's pointed out around the numbers on on the Browns' offense. Even in the last three games, they've only scored a total of 33 points. I know there's some adverse weather conditions shown in there, but we haven't seen enough from Deshaun Watson. He certainly looks like a player that hasn't played in quite some time. The Carson Wentz thing, Carson Wentz coming back in. I mean, everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, he gives them a bit of a, a G up and." You know, it is the last shot of dice. I mean, let's not forget, they were one and four when he was playing, so it wasn't like he was setting the world at night before he got injured and, and Taylor Heineke came back into the team. But they are in a strong position. They had their last two games of the season at home against the Browns team that have little to play for. And f- final game against the Cowboys that sh- at that stage will be not a likelihood resting up, so it's very much in their hands to make the playoffs. My only concern is that if the Browns rely on the run game, which is, can be very effective, Chubb and Hunt, if they get going, we saw last week what McCaffrey and, and the San Francisco 49ers wrote in the him where they have to do on or, or the commanders if, if they fell into that pattern again made the game a lot closer potentially the Browns could come out on a, the right side maybe a winning field goal type of game but I think the commanders are at home and have just enough just enough to win this game Just enough okay fair enough alright we'll do a bit of a quick fire now so um, for each of you that I'll go to for or there's three games we're going to do a quick fire on Give us a few thoughts on it and then your pick and then I'll just uh, go around to each of you for your picks as well. So on the first one, I'm going to go to you, Brian. First, it's the Broncos at the Chiefs. What are your thoughts on that? An eventful week for the Broncos. Um, to say the least. Absolutely. But unfortunately, the eventful week is off the field rather than on the field. Well, when it, maybe it is a bit eventful. We saw what happened on Christmas Day where the column said last night it was 51 points. It could have been 71. That's the point. That's the, the brilliant line that got him out on last night's show. And look, things, unfortunately, for the Broncos are very much get the season over and done with. I'm not sold on the Chiefs right now. I really felt that they would be the team going into the playoffs and a hot streak and tells you overturn the Bills, if not in the playoffs, certainly to get the number one seed. But we've seen over the last three games the inconsistencies in the second half. We saw it in Denver. We saw it against the Texans throughout the course of the game. And again, last week in the second half against Seattle, they took the foot off the gas. That's the only thing that can stop them winning this game is complacency and potentially a bit of a bounce from players but you know bearing in mind that they've been we see time and time again when, it, when an interim head coach or manager comes in whenever sport there's a little bit of a G up for a time and maybe that keeps the Broncos in the game but Chiefs will win this game in the end yeah they don't have magic Mahomes he's just unbelievable to watch to be honest uh, Christina your pick 
on that one? Um, I'm going to go the Chiefs from with the Chiefs. You're going with the Chiefs as well. Okay. And Colm? Chiefs. Full house. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Everybody for a riverboat. Uh, all right. I'm going to move to you, Christina, for the next one. This is the Cardinals at the Falcons. So what's your thoughts on it? And then I'll get your picks, guys, after that. So both teams are coming off a long, long losing streak. So I think that's really interesting. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals this week. Slight favorite there in all the betting sources for the Falcons. But I definitely think, given the fact that JJ Watt has said he's retiring, this is going to be one of the last games for him this season. I definitely think they're going to pull it all out and go hell for leather. It's going to be a loss. Losing JJ Watt, he's always been one of the most vocal players on a pitch in quite some time. He's always been great for pulling out the sass as well. And we've all seen the video montages this week. I would have liked to have seen him play with his brothers just for a little bit, just to see them boss around. Um, but definitely, it's one of those things where I definitely think it's going to be Cardinals with points this week. Not many, nice. but it will be. Okay, Cardinals. Uh, Colm, your thoughts? I'm going Falcons. Falcons, okay. We have a bit of a, a different point of view. And Brian, what's your take? Falcons. Falcons, all right. So, that's uh, first interesting. That's the first game we've all just, we finally had a disagreement. Yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, Colm called the books on, on my beloved casters. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. He, he tried to ruin your night. He tried, <laughs> yeah. But he, call, he, he referenced Werner Herzog, so all is forgiven. Okay. Uh, and Colm, we go to the last quick fire one then. And it's the Rams at the Chargers. Your thoughts? And then I'll get picks from Christine and Brian. Yeah, the 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 Rams uh, ran into an AFC West team impersonating Santa and giving them all the gifts last weekend. That will not be the case uh, this weekend. They come up against the team that they, um, you know, uh, share a city with. Um, I I wonder. I would love to see how many people will actually be at at this game. LA is not a football town. They have yet to win the city over. Um, but the the Chargers are coming into form at the the right time, and um, in fairness to Staley, he's gotten some stick, but uh, he did a, a heck of a job the, to get them through. And they are in in the playoffs with a number of games to to go, so they can be pretty pleased about that. They're getting pieces back as well, and I just think that they will have enough. Um, especially on, on defense. Um, they are unlikely to be fighting um, on the sidelines with each other. Um, and I think that will make all the difference. And uh, they will get the victory and have the bragging rights uh, this uh, off season because they will be in the, the playoffs and the Rams will not. Okay, so Chargers is your call. Uh, Christi- uh, Brian, what's your call on this one? Uh, we call him on this, Chargers. Chargers and Christina? Chargers. Chargers all the way. You're charging right to the finish line here, folks, with all three A's. Okay, great stuff. Well, listen, let's move on um, to game seven. Um, And we're talking about the Dolphins at the Patriots here. So uh, we've got both of them, I think, still in the the hunt for a wild card spot, as far as I know. And, uh, but they've also... They're kind of both into into losing at the moment. So, uh, what's what's the what's the verdict on this one? Uh, maybe I will go to you first this time, Christina. Let's not even talk about this season for Pats. It's just one of those ones. It's just been really, really terrible. But this is actually a do or die game for sure for the Pats. Um, the constant losses this year, the constant disconnection within our teams. We definitely need it. What's interesting is that we've lost four games in a row. 
but we've won five of the six matchups with the Dolphins over the last few years. So it is quite a big rival for us to be able to do it. Um, the question is, can we do it? Two ways out. We all know this. We've heard it since the start of the week or yesterday. Um, and the question is, the throw space that McDaniels plays with Hill and Waddle, is that something that the Pats can protect? I don't think so. Um, I just think for our O-line, it's just... I can't even explain it anymore. I've spent the whole time on Twitter giving out about it for quite some time. I think I've almost started a full petition on getting rid of Matt Patricia as well. Uh, Mac Jones, just, he's not flavor of the month anymore with us. He's just become way too emotional for everyone. You can hear that this week as well. There's a lot of rumors going around that Belichick is getting quite frustrated with him. Um, He himself calls himself, you know, Mac Jones calls himself emotional and He's very passionate about the game and that's why he lashes out in the pitch, which is not what you want to see from your star quarterback. It's He's just not living up to where he was in the draft. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. That must break your heart to say that. Okay, right. Colin, what's your what's your take on the Dolphins Patriots? Um, uh, I, you, you missed my, my rant about the, the Dolphins and their treatment of um, Tua and allowing him to play a second half with a, a concussion. Uh, in yet an, uh, in another um, game this this year, um, I I I really like Mike McDaniel and what he does uh, in terms of um, the, especially the offense. Um, but I, I had to witness Teddy Bridgewater uh, in the flesh last year, and I just don't have the um, the belief um, in in Teddy. Um, I think he he's a solid backup, but I think. Bill Belichick should be able to, to dial up enough. And if the Patriots can get out of their own way, uh, they should win this. Uh, I think the the Dolphins need to to figure out, um, you know, how to move forward with uh with with to a next year and ensure that what we saw this year doesn't happen again. It feel it will be disappointing. They had a great start. They've really fallen off. Um. There will be changes, I imagine, to the Patriots in the offseason, but I do think they'll probably have enough in this one. Okay. And Brian, do you feel we've got we've got a split split vote here? So what's yours? Uh it's a difficult one to call. Both teams are on like we're, we're talking about the Patriots losing games, but the Dolphins have lost four straight but this four straight losses and yeah, to two a situation has been handled very badly. He's not going to play also this weekend and Colin's right, like nothing in the Terms of the back was continuing any comments I was reflecting on the games in which they played when Teddy sorry, when Teddy stepped in earlier in the season, when uh, two was declared out with the concussion against the, the Bengals, they lost that game, the final week they lost to the Jets, the final week they lost to the Vikings. So they lost every game when he wasn't available. But yeah, they haven't been winning with him there either. So it's it's neither team is coming into it. You know, when any type type of confidence and, and Christine is right, what we've seen from the Patriots offense this season is so inconsistent, like the last two games in particular. In Vegas, the last week on, first half, they do a 17 nothing. second half, they come back. Well, last week, they're going to back into the game. I think, I think the Patriots will win. I think uh, Belichick will mass some wins. A great win. I think Belichick knows himself that he's made a lot of mistakes this season. This is not the Bill Belichick of old type teams we're seeing where they don't make silly mistakes. They have done over the past two weeks, which has cost them games, but not this week. I think they win, keep their opportunity alive to be in the playoffs come, come mid-January. Interesting. The the pragmatic Patriots found us the one back and against the Patriots this week. Uh, tru- truly uh, Patriots. Uh, I must know more than us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got the inside track to Belichick there. Uh, very good. Okay, well then uh, we're going to move on to the Bears at the Lions. 
The Lions were defeated beautifully last week by the Panthers, uh, or last week, whatever, you know, time is a flat circle at Christmas. And um, I uh, uh, I think you probably won't have to get me at Eddie Murphy Lions jacket anymore, or will you, Brian? Because uh, Bears are still a bit competitive, but they also love losing, it seems. And obviously the Lions need this one badly. They were on a roll, and then uh, the Panthers went and roared. So what's your take on it, Brian? Well, look, the Lions, yeah, the Lions last week, um, they, they, we, me and Colin discussed it on our, our show last, last night, sorry, that the Lions' defence was what we saw earlier in the season, couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop the pass and essentially allowed the Panthers to go up and down the field on them. I was thinking back to when the Lions kind of tore in the corner in the season. For me, it was in week 10 when they played the Bears. They won the game 31-10. They were down by 14 points in the second half. I came back, sorry, in the second half, in the fourth quarter and found a way to come back and win and that gave them a springboard to go and win games. At home this season, they've been amazing to watch. They've been really entertaining. Great games. High scoring games and they're playing against a Bears team that seemed to be with the exception maybe last week they didn't put many points up always seem to be in high scoring games but yeah they always seem to come out the wrong side of it that's how I see this game I think the Lions will put up something in the 30s and I don't think the Bears offensively will be able to to live with them there is some bright spots for this Bears team further down the line but not in this game I think the Bears or the Lions will, will win this game well the Lions defeating the Bears. It seems like the epic struggle continues. All right, uh, Christina, what's your take on it? I'm going to go with the Lions. I think what's interesting, though, is that this is the 186th meeting of the two teams. 186th game. And we see this a lot across the NFL, for sure. A lot of the games are divisional rivals. What's interesting is that the Bears are leading this win. They've won 104 games. They've got um, 100, or they've got 76 losses and five ties. But I'm going to go with the Lions for sure. I definitely think the Lions have been doing a lot better since about week 10, week 11, as Brian has been saying. We can see a lot of the Irish uh, Lions fans getting quite excited every week. Um, they're no longer bitter, which is great to see. Um, and I definitely think that the Bears are struggling for sure this year. It just hasn't been a great season for them completely gelling together as a team. So it will be the Lions. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose the Bears won a lot of those ones in the past because the Lions were not very good for a long time. But here they are. They're back in business. Uh, I remember when I started watching football, the Bears were the Bears were the Super Bowl winners. It was Jim McMahon and uh, the Fridge and maybe even Ron Rivera. Was he playing in those days? I can't even remember. Um, so, yeah, long, long, long lineage there. Colm, uh, sorry, I've, I've gone on a reverie there. Tell me your thoughts on the Bears and the Lions. Um, if this was literally Bears versus Lions, uh, <laughs> yeah, give me your thoughts on that. But, um, and and it was narrated uh, by Werner Herzog. Then, oh, what what yes. a watch! What a watch that would be. Um, and in that case, I would definitely go with the with the Bears, and um, you know, especially <laughs> if they got into the the cocaine that that new movie says they're they are into. Um, but that, that is not the case. What I will say is I would look for Justin Fields to do his best Forrest Gump impersonation. I would say he could set a record for um, the the most QB rushing yards in a single game um, because the Lions cannot defend the run. But like Brian said, I still think the Bears will find a way to, to lose it. And they might end up, could end up with, with the number one overall pick if things were uh, to to go differently with certain results for the the Texans 
Um, I, I think it's all about building and there's loads of picks and they will have loads of cast days next year. That's what it's about for, for the Bears. The Lions are still in the hunt for the playoffs, so the Lions to win this one. Nice. Uh, Brian, did you want to come in there? Yeah, sorry, I, I want to point out I didn't, I didn't make um, where the Bears could potentially exploit this Lions defense. Uh, we, I just, we touched on 320 yards given up to the Panthers last week. The last thing to come even close to that, in fact, was the Bears when they played in week 10. It was in the region of 250 yards. Uh, you mentioned Jim McMahon there, 85 yeah. football. Well, me and Colin were forced to, inter- to interview him last summer, and he was in his house in Mexico. No top on, a uh, really entertaining interview. Yeah, you should check that one out. Yeah, okay, that's cool. So he hasn't changed. That's great. You can never stop being Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon. Okay, and uh, just very quickly, if a, if it was really Bears versus really Lions, what do you think, uh, Brian and Christina, who would win in that matchup if there were actual animals fighting? Right? A toy. <laughs> a toy. Sit on the fence. Christina, what's the spread on this one? It depends on how big the bear is. but the uh, It doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Grant. I'm sorry, and I know we're going off on tangents here, but I do think if there was a film of bears fighting lions with Werner Herzog narrating and directing and Tom Hanks as the gamekeeper, we're talking box office, like you know. I can I can see it now. I I I'll, I'll have to. I no. I have to write that script. Uh, that's that's just happening now. Okay, brilliant. Uh, but for what it's worth, I actually think the lion would defeat the bear. They're cunning. They're very cunning. Uh, okay, game nine then. So we're going on to the nine PM games. Uh, Jets at the Seahawks. So uh, Mike White back at QB for the Jets, trying to break an AFC slide like their fellow divisional teams. And the Seahawks, they've lost three in a row. And obviously they've got a rebound to keep, I suppose, whatever faint hopes they have alive. Um, maybe I'll go to you on this one uh, first, Brian. What's what's your thoughts on Jets and the Seahawks? This, for me, is the most difficult game of the weekend to choose. It's, it's difficult. I can see scenarios where both sides win. I can see Seattle... Geno Smith's the quarterback. He had a difficult time when he was with the Jets. You know, I could see a revenge game for him. He'll come out and have a great game. I could see with it being in Seattle, the Seattle defense finally stepping up because they haven't been playing very well over the last month against an offense that has been stuttering. And obviously, we've seen the whole Zach Wilson fiasco over the past few weeks. He ended up with a third string activated quarterback in Strevener coming on and playing reasonably well. You know, late in the game against the Jags. I think he'll use him a little bit more than what people expect this weekend. It will be Mike Wise quarterback. But we saw enough of him last weekend that he could be a kind of a wild card for him to come in, do a wildcat players, and help relieve the pressure on this Jets offense. Jets still have a chance to the playoffs. It is in their hands as well. So um I'm gonna go I don't know if it's an upset, but um I think the Jets will find a way to win on the road and beat the Seahawks. Okay. Column, Jets, Seahawks. What's your take on that one? The the Seahawks season, I suppose they look um as, as it transpires, the Seahawks were the winners of the off season, uh, in terms of offloading Russell Wilson, getting a, a whole <laughs> of picks, uh, players, and not having to pay fifty million uh, a year. Um, no, nobody other than Brian O'Leary gave them a prayer, um, and they surprised everyone at the beginning of the year, but. Um, we have seen a regression uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, their defense um, that has has really struggled all for the vast majority of the the year, and I think that Mike White coming back in will like we're like 
I tell you what, what the, how the Jets think about Zach Wilson that might quite excite them like he does. Um, you know, he, he it's just, it's incredible to, to see. I don't think he's probably the long-term answer there, but uh, I think that um, the the Jets should uh, just about get the, the victory uh, in, in this one, although I wouldn't be shocked if the, the Seahawks were to do it, but I'm going to go with the Jets. Okay, you're going to go with this. We both got Jets there. Christina, any take on that? Are you going to go different or what do you... I am going different, absolutely. I'm going to go with the Seahawks for this game. I definitely think that Noah, Mike White is coming back. He's had injured ribs. Um, there's been kind of fractures there. Look, at they were not shocked Zach Wilson was dropped last week. Seriously, if the Jets fans were shocked about that, there's a serious issue with them. I think even Robert Sala knew that was coming. Um, I definitely think that, you know, they've had two incredibly hard losses especially with Wilson there I don't think my wife would be able to bring it back 100% I actually have the Seahawks 28-24 that's what I'm calling it um, okay. and I definitely think that Geno Smith is going to play a whopper game this week he already is leading the league with the actual signal calls he's got a 70% completion rate as well you've got Tyler Lockett it's just it's really hard to see past it I just can't Okay, um, so we have, oh yeah, and Brian, did you want to come in there real quick? Yeah, Callum, uh, Callum was referring to my, my mad uh, prediction at the start of the season when I left him. The guy's completely stunned and I said Seattle would win nine games this season. If they win this week and they play the Rams next week at home in the final game of the season, they could win with nine, they could finish with nine games. So what I'm hearing is you're a visionary, Brian. Well, I don't know, but we want to see. It's unfortunately it's the other picks that have done all the damage. With it. Yes, right. Yeah, you need consistency. It's so like most of the teams in the NFL this season are lacking as well. But that's good. You could be onto a winner there, or nine wins for that matter. Okay, nice one. All right, Vikings at the Packers. So big one in Lambeau on Sunday. Uh, Vikings need this to remain in. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Insect seed and the Packers on a run after three straight wins, and they can still they can still make the playoffs. Um, okay, well then maybe I'll go to you first, Christina. What's what's your thoughts on this one? Look at Halloween. We all thought the Packers were done. We all said that their NFC North race was actually over, but in true style, Aaron Rodgers has pulled it back again, and we're all mm. questioning what is happening right now. Interestingly, Packers actually played the Vikings in Week One and got brutally battered. Brutally battered. It was 23-7, um, if anyone doesn't remember. And I think that's really important that we're kind of looking at that as we're going towards this. I definitely think it's going to be one of those ones where it's going to be a great game. Do I think it's going to be a high-scoring game? Yeah, I'm a little bit in between there. Um, but I definitely think it's going to be Packers for the win. Mm, Packers for the win. Yeah, no one... I don't know why. There's something about it. I spent the whole day today going back and forward, back and forward, and I just checked it again on my phone to make sure my notes were right. Yeah, Packers. I can't see Pat. Okay. They've pulled up their socks. Okay, they pulled up their socks, and and Rogers is allegedly still immunized. Okay, uh, Brian, do you? What's your take on Packers and uh, Vikings? I think the bookmakers are doing the Vikings at the service to be. Underhouse going into this game. The Packers have been abysmal throughout the course of the season. And they have turned around slightly over the past few weeks, but I would argue I don't challenge who they played in that time. They beat the Bears to be a poor Rams side. And that's began in the second half. It was very evident, uh, as we discussed last night, that Tua shouldn't have been in the game. He was potentially playing with a concussion. 
and they had to three interceptions in the second half. And okay, fair enough. The Packers defense stepped up in the second half to shut them out. Three turnovers. There was a turnover for sorry, three interceptions, a turnover before half time. And they did everything they needed to keep to maintain their opportunity to be in the playoffs. But the Vikings have had a great season. They've had eleven wins, eleven win one game one sorry, one score games in which they won an NFL, set an NFL record. They're battle tested. They need this win as much as the Packers do to maintain that number two seed. Spoke about last night. They don't want to be going on the road in the playoffs until they have to. I'm going to stick with the Vikings. I think it will come down to one score, and I think there's something about what Kevin O'Connell is doing right now, and I think the Vikings will. They've they've written so many storylines this season around games that they should have lost, and if only if this was the Vikings of old, if this was the Vikings of last year, this Vikings last year probably would have lost in Lambeau, but I don't see it this year. I think they'll go in and beat them on Sunday. All right, Vikings call from Brian there. Colm, what's your response? Um, I, I don't know um, if you remember the Austin Powers movies, Cala. Of course. Um, and do you remember when uh, Dr. Evil uh, puts Mustafa, he presses the button and Mustafa yes. pulls down and it, it then, like, it takes him, he thinks he's dead and he keeps saying he's at a I'm quite badly burned. It's starting <laughs> to smell like almonds. That was, that was the, the, <laughs> the Packers season and the Vikings had kind of, been the ones to push the button at in as Christina said in that fir- very first game, um, but they have held on, uh, and but eventually, um, he does he does expire, and I think that the Vikings are going to extinguish the Packers' playoff hopes by somehow it will be the the most tr- truly ridiculous. It's like the the Vikings all of their bad luck for the last sixty years. And they got all of the good luck this year. It'll probably run out in the playoffs, but I'm going to say it continues this weekend and they get the, the bounce of a ball. Backers maybe are going for a late field goal and the ball bounces and the Vikings end up getting uh, a pick six turnover. So, yeah, I, I say the Vikings in a bananas way. Okay, Vikings in a bananas way. I like that. All right. And uh, and extinguish them or immunize them or whatever uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers would like to Inflatable use. Inflatable bananas in the crowd. Yes, and 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 cheese on their heads, indeed. Okay, um, very good. All right, we're going to move on to the next one, which is the 49ers at the Raiders. So uh, the 49ers are are, are bombing along, but um, we've got we've got a, a Raiders sort of then on the other side that their their season is kind of done, isn't it? Really, so. Uh, uh, tell tell me a bit more about this one as you see it, Colin. Maybe how how does this shake up? I mean, is is there much here? Well, the 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 Raiders have made the decision to move on from Derek Carr, um, but I, I don't think they can say they're moving on for a, a young backup as such. Uh, Stidham has been in the league four years and has proved that he ain't it. I think this is really about kind of protecting their their own interests because. If Carr is injured, his contract for next year is guaranteed. If he's not, they he signed the three-year deal, but it was always a one-year deal, realistically, when it get out. And that's what's interesting about NFL contracts, because it's it's the you know the devil is in the detail. Um, the the rate this is hey Raiders fans could have told you Josh McDaniel, so I'm doing the exact same thing with uh, Jay Cutler in Denver. Um, the the Forty Niners team. Um, I have described them as the bullies of the NFL and they are going to take the Raiders lunch money and then they are going to um, just 
beat them in to a pulp. Uh, this will be the 49ers and uh, Brock Purdy, um, the Q, QB3. They are on a mission to chase down the Vikings or the number two seed. Um, I don't think they'll get there, but um, they will be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Fair enough. Christina, what's your take on it? I have to agree with Colm. I think it's interesting is Nick Bosa's coming up against Max Crosby this week. Both defensive ends, both out of the same draft year, 2019. Um, it will be a steamroll game for the 49ers. It really and truly will. Look at Brock Purdy. He's done everything in the last three weeks. He's just gone from being a zero to a hero. He's limited the mistakes that they were all making on the O-line and he's really doing his best to control everything. I think what's interesting is that he relies so much on Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey was one of the only players to train with them on a regular basis and they have that real connection. Will he be there next season for the 49ers? I could definitely see him be a starting QB next year for 49ers. Jimmy G, questions on him. What's interesting though about the Derek Carr situation is 49ers done a very similar situation with Jimmy Garoppolo a few years back. And look where he is. He's the number one starting quarterback. Where's Carr going to end up? I seen in the comments a while ago, someone was saying maybe the Colts. God only knows. We'll see what's going to happen in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. And uh, Brian, anything to counteract that? Do you have any hope for the Raiders here? No, I really don't. No. <laughs> Colin has said about, okay, uh, Sidham has been in the league four years, but I mean, this if ever this was a way to the way flag for this season, yeah, this is, I, I'm surprised that they are stepping away from quarterback despite the inconsistency he's had this season. Bearing in mind they gave him a contract last summer and we're uh, committing 100% from everyone. They like what is. It's already, excuse me, it's already out there to see that they will look to, to trade him come the offseason. Um, this kind of suits the Vortel because Derek Harris is they can play really well and they do have to walk the Adams, they do have Josh Jacobs. So um, on their day, they can put up high scoring points. But no, I mean, the way the 49ers defense play at the moment, I think they'll have a field day at Sunday. And um, it'll be probably one of the more colorful wins of the weekend. All right. Um, you know, well, I doubt you'll be eating your words. I mean, in fairness, of the bits I've seen, the 49ers look pretty impressive. I'm still not over the fact that they stole Christian McCaffrey, but, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll suppose I'll root for him as things go on. All right, we're into the last game, I think, at this point. Yeah, we are. Uh, so, Sunday Night Football. So, it's the Steelers at the Ravens. Uh, so, the Ravens need this one to keep up with the Bengals for the AFC North. Uh, and the Steelers' big wing uh, last week against the aforementioned Raiders. Um, <clears throat> so, um, where do we where do we see this one going? Uh, what's, what's at stake here? Maybe, um, Christina, will you take us out on this one? I'm going to use my Tomlin's words on this one. It's a double chin strap type of game for the Steelers this weekend, for sure. And it just goes to show that they've been given primetime spot for a second week in a row. They proved everyone wrong last week and went out and won against the Raiders. Cam Hayward was actually very, very good in that game. And that was an historical game. So if they didn't do it after the stories that was going on over the week, there'd be a lot of questions. Um, I definitely think the Ravens, though, are going to pull up quite all stops out for sure. The Ravens will take the win. There's still questions on whether Lamar Jackson is going to be back or not. He hasn't actually trained so far this week. Um, again, I've just checked just to be sure that he actually hasn't. He hasn't so far again today. Um, the question is, can Kenny Pickett do it this week? Can he bring it to the, the Steelers? I'm trying to be quiet because I live with one. So I'm like going against the grain right now. And I can tell you I'll not have tea for the next few weeks. Turn to watch what you think. think. It's going to be Ravens. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for that. 
All right, uh, Brian. What what about you? Uh, you don't have to whisper. I don't think. No, no, no. A Ravens fan, in which I know, is quite a far away. Even so, if I was to pick the Steelers, he wouldn't be catching up with me anytime <laughs> soon. But I won't be picking the uh, Steelers. I'll be picking the Ravens. Look, I'm not convinced by the Ravens. If they make the playoffs, they feel like a bit of a one and done team for me. Um, unless Lamar Jackson comes back and completely revamps the offense. They played against the Panthers on, struggled to win that game. They struggled to beat the Broncos on. They struggled to beat the Falcons on last weekend. We spoke about it last night. Teams could have went a very different way if um, the Falcons had to take a few goals instead of continuously going for fourth downs. The game was, it would have been a lot tighter and it was a close enough game. They're not doing a lot on offense, but the Steelers are very, you know, like they won 13 10 last weekend. They didn't do a lot on offense. A lot of their wins this season have been close, tight games with a low scoring affair. Um, I could see this being similar, but I think J.K. Dobbins is the X factor here. I think he's come back to, to form since his injury had a big game in Cleveland despite their loss a few weeks ago. I think he will have a strong game and the Ravens will get the win. Ravens for the win. And Colm, to close it out, what's your take on the Ravens affair and the Steelers? If Lamar was playing, I would certainly say that the Ravens uh, would win it. Um, but I am going to disagree with Brian that um, Dobbins is the X Factor. The X Factor is Magical Mike Tomlin and the fact that he will want to ensure that his um, record of never having a losing season continues. And I think that the Steelers will do everything they possibly can to ensure that the Ravens haven't been able to score enough points without Lamar. And for that reason, I am going to say that the Steelers, I think, probably will surprise quite a few people. But I'm going to say the Steelers get the victory um, on the road in Baltimore. Well, you should have turned the volume up there, Christine. Well, I'm sure that would have been gone down well in your household. I'm pretty <laughs> certain he's heard it. Trust me, Brian knows him. He's got ears everywhere. <laughs> okay. Ears everywhere. Very good. All right, everybody. Uh, and then speaking of ears everywhere and other people uh, joining in, do we want to uh, close out with a few comments, Brian? Do we have any more coming in that you want to flash up on, on screen? We're just touching on the Ravens there, and uh, it, I suppose it's just a reflection of this game that the Bengals will have to play the Ravens in the final game of the season, potentially to division on at stake and obviously seeding. So obviously they have a keen uh, eye on how this game goes. Um Bear in mind they play Monday night against the Bills and on a game we're covering this evening. There's going to be a separate podcast to come out for that. And then just touching on the Raiders, we spoke about Derek Carr initially before we previewed the game. Could we see Carr with the Colts or even the Dolphins next year? I don't think it'll be the Dolphins. I think they're knocked into two. But I think uh, Christina called the earlier on. It's a fair shout that the Colts... But the Colts have been born with so many trades for quarterbacks. I wonder, will they go down that road again? They are, think they're picking fifth or sixth in the draft. I'd imagine they would look for a quarterback in the draft and try build again similar to what they did when they took Andrew Luck um, that's about the extent of a lot of stuff okay. on, on, on similar views and stuff so can't put them on no indeed we can't put them on but yes thanks for joining us everyone and a night when we've covered all the games the previews we've also managed to reference Austin Powers Werner Herzog Tom Hanks double chin straps what else did I get lunch money bullying uh, you know uh, well, listen it's all here on the Irish NFL podcast. You know, you'd be a fool to miss it next time around. So listen, enjoy the games this coming weekend, whatever day it is now or then or whenever. And we'll see you on the next one, whenever that is. So thanks for joining. And thanks to Colm, Christina and Brian for joining. Thanks. See ya. Thank you.